Well, this is a, this is a world where I'm a CEO, <laughs> not ah. who I am now. Oh, come on! I am but a prawn. <laughs> a pr- don't you mean a pawn? Oh yeah. Hello and welcome to this episode of Got Night Down Problems but Jen's on late one. I'm Holly. I'm Jess. And I'm Connor. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> What's funny? I feel like we just need to get out of the way. Yeah. What out of the way? You know. No, Connor! <laughs> okay, we'll save it to the end. We'll save, yeah, well, we've got a little, it's not really a surprise. Bit of a bomb. <laughs> surprise! To <laughs> the end, maybe that'll encourage people to listen. Or they can just skip. Yeah. It'll be a bit of an anti-climax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but today, we are talking about account-based marketing. So I know there's been a lot of attention, like, growing about the term account-based marketing. I think yeah. I saw something where over... More than 60% of organizations are launching account-based marketing strategies and campaigns. But I know we talked as a company that this isn't something that's particularly new for us. It might be a new name for it. Yeah. But as a strategy, it's kind of something which we've been implementing for some time. Yeah, it's been uh, bouncing around. But I think, um, well, let's get a definition first. Right, shall I read one out? Go on then. You, you hit it if you want. All right, well, it's basically <laughs> a strategy where uh, an agency or a marketing team like focuses on one account very specifically and tailors all their content and efforts specifically towards that uh, account. Yeah, so for me, I think it's, um, well, a marketing team would treat an individual customer or prospect like it's its own market kind of thing. So then you would have content campaigns and events dedicated to those people, specific people within that account rather than kind of fishing through a whole industry. Yeah. I like the analogy which our CEO Matt gave where it was like you're kind of sifting through like a fishing net and you're picking up loads oh. of irrelevant things. You might get, I don't know, I, litter I, in there. I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of instead of using a net to catch fish, using a spear, but you're going after one very yeah. specific yeah, exactly. fish. Very yeah. specific. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have benefits? Mm. I think I do. Yeah. So a few of them can... I think the main one for ABM is that it's very personalized for specific target audiences. Yeah. yeah, so you have dedicated decision makers within one organization and you have a marketing campaign which is designed to resonate with those people. So you wouldn't really meet their individual needs with maybe a campaign which is in like more broad towards a whole industry. Mm-hmm. I think as well, like I do like my numbers. So um, with ABM it's a lot easier to sort of calculate your return on investment. Yeah. Because you'll be able to see It's a lot clearer. Yeah. You know where your efforts specifically have gone rather than efforts have been lost and you Mm -hmm. can't really see where people have... I think with the ABM, you spend a lot more time. Like you you dedicate a lot more time and resources towards Mm -hmm. that one sort of account that you're marketing towards, which could be good if you get the payoff, but alternatively, you can then see exactly how much time you've wasted against somebody who may not have... Mm-hmm. sale. Yes, sorry. It's fa- I found um, a quote from, I mean, it's from 2014. So if people were only just starting to use it then, and a lot more companies are using mm. ABM now to target their audiences. That So in 2014, it was said that ABM delivers the highest ROI of any B2B strategy or tactic. 
So if we think about how many people are using and how many companies are using ABM now to target their audiences, like how high the ROI would be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because you're spending less time on marketing campaigns that maybe don't generate the new business that you want um, and you're using, you've got a more effective use of money, time and resources. But as a result of that, you're kind of, you're shortening the sales cycle. So Mm -hmm. you have more qualified leads. um, You're more likely to be talking to the right people. Um, and you're kind of not wasting the time grooming the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard that um, if you're doing ABM, you're focusing, you're obviously focusing on somebody very specific, mm-hmm. but you're supposed to be targeting big accounts, so you get a big payoff, so it's worth the time investing. But um, if you're doing that, sometimes the smaller accounts feel a bit neglected and left out, which is bad, obviously, because you want to treat all your customers the same. So if you're spending a little time on them and just getting the smaller guys you know, yeah it's, it's bad i think for me abm is specifically important for b2b because in b2b in organizations you have um multiple buyers or stakeholders um mm-hmm. you're often in a pitch maybe working for five different people with different needs within an organization so abm is a great tool for kind of posing a new op- business opportunity inside your an organization you maybe already work for and then you have the ability to expand and grow naturally throughout that business mm-hmm. yeah um another thing is there it, it can uh it only works on outgoing outbound uh new business so you can't target so oh, i guess you could you could if if you see maybe some interest on like a, a marketing tool see yeah. somebody coming you could then decide to focus on them but usually it's you know outbound stuff going you know like in mail like because of ABM, people have seen a massive spike in email, mm-hmm. and you know, specifically on like LinkedIn. Well, we need to level out the playing field, don't we? It can't all be singing its praises because there's disadvantages to everything. So let's fix on a some bit. cons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I said before, it's incredibly resource heavy. You've got yeah. to you've got to dedicate a team, effectively a team on it, because you're going to have uh, somebody designing ads, uh, somebody you know putting it all together, planning it. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you've got to, if you do get some traction on that lead, then somebody's obviously got to nurture that relationship and bring it forward. Mm-hmm. So it is quite intensive, that sort of ABM process, compared to more general sort of uh, meta approach, I guess. I think people would find it a lot more costly as well because of the amount of time people are putting in. So it'll make the budget higher. Well, I guess it depends who you put on it. So, so like more senior people who I think you would want on there if you're doing ABM. Like if mm-hmm. you, want to, you want to do it right, less chance of, something bad happening yeah but uh if you use younger talent within the team i guess it costs less but then again you're not going to be sending those people out to go and nurture the accounts mm-hmm. so it is a very costly process and would you say like the amount of content would actually need to be duplicated by the amount of accounts that you're working on yeah so yeah you do have to multiply the the volume of content by how many accounts are you doing so it can get quite costly if you're doing that because if mm-hmm. you put like you said a load of effort into one account and that falls through then it almost feels a bit wasted yeah so you'd want to do at least what a big handful of accounts but um yeah so that's another downfall of it and then you have to personalize each message to the yeah. target audience you're doing as well so that would be extra time on the job just, as well yeah <laughs> it is it, it is but i assume the outcomes are worth it, are worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, like, especially in b2b if you do get a um you know a leads 
then the payoff from those is not going to be like only a couple hundred or something. You're gonna, it's, yeah, these are big dollar industry. deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it will pay it off. So one's worth it. But obviously, if you don't get any, then you've sunk a lot of time into that. And obviously, you've not had new business coming yeah. in anyway. And then, so I guess if we now talk about launching an ABM campaign. Mm. How would you do it? Yeah. So I'd say one, research. identify your target yeah. before the research. Well, oh. That's kind of research in itself, isn't it? Yeah, it is mm-hmm. Identifying your target. So and I think that needs to be a collaborative process between sales and marketing. So Definitely. The disalignment there. Um, See, I've, I've seen that people don't like it because... Marketing usually marketers have is a lot of tools. Is disalignment a word? Sorry, <laughs> I said disalignment. Disalignment. That's not oh. a word, is it? We know what you mean. Dis- oh Align- God. <laughs> Align- uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's frazzled. It's only a Monday. Don't worry. <laughs> sorry, carry on. But um, <laughs> usually marketers have a lot of tools to sort of show what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. But in this approach, it's quite sales-led. So marketers have to give salespeople the reins, sort of thing, and they just have to follow. Mm-hmm. Sort of carry out what the salespeople are saying, which might be what they're against usually, but if it does work out, then it's great because you get a lead. As long as all the accounts are defined and they know who their maybe yeah. like higher value accounts are, mm. so they can kind of specifically target those. Yeah. Yeah. Then I guess that'd be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so you targeted who you want to yeah. identify the targets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And following on from that is research there your accounts. So it kind of needs to be strategic research. So and you need to find an accurate representation of who the prospect or who you want your client to be. Mm. Um, so get familiar with elements of their company structure, the critical players. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that'll kind of affect how you convey your product or your service to them. So... And I think LinkedIn is a great tool for this. There's loads of tools out there for searching. Well, I know this. <laughs> kind of I love loves LinkedIn. <laughs> I love LinkedIn for stalking. I think I could have my own compilation of just saying Connor loves LinkedIn. Yeah, it is, it's very well known that I do love LinkedIn. You can find so much information about it. But that's only the first step. That's where you get like your ground level stuff. And then you go off into other platforms and you collect so much data out. About it's it, like connect with Connor on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you get a request from me, you know I've been stalking. But, uh, <laughs> It's awkward though because it tells you when you somebody's been looking at your mm-hmm. account. So after a while, though, once you're used to it, you just don't care. You just sort of get on with it. But yeah, you get you have to do quite a lot of research. When we've mm-hmm. done ABM in the past, you do a lot of research, a lot of deep diving into people's accounts, and then you obviously tailor your, your efforts and your approach to that. Yeah, and I mean, ABM or not, just a pitch or a meeting with a potential client, it can only go in your favour if you know what you're talking about and you understand their pain points and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So then, leading on from that is number three: create your content. Mm. What so, kind of content do you reckon works the best with that? Mm. Oh, am I jumping, jumping well, again? I guess it's not which content. <laughs> I, no, carry on. I don't. So I was going to say, like, if you got, if it was a, an email oh. and it just had your name that looked like it'd been put in, would you feel like that's more personal? Because no. to me, I can imagine well, it's just me, a can... mailing list. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. not too ABMy. No. If it was like, you know, you send them something in the mail that's like, you found out my favorite type of beer and you send it to me. I know you've gone through like all my social media to find out that one beer that I like. But that would come. What? I'd know, I'd know the level of stalkery. Stalkery? Stalkery. So, mean like, for you, how do you feel about being targeted through ABM? I don't know. So, yeah, I feel a little bit uneasy too. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure if I like that. But then I guess it shows that somebody has taken the time to learn yeah. what you're about, what your business is about. And don't get me wrong. Some, if someone sent you like a letter or something, just that action in itself is just way more effort than what a physical letter. Yeah, something okay. physical is way more personable than blitzing off an email. Yeah, because you can't do that through a machine. I think yeah, mm-hmm. to write one, you have to. You know that person's have to sit down and write it. Yeah, or something like the link, like the messaging through LinkedIn. If you can send, like an, like you said before, like in mail. In mail, I don't like the thing is I don't like in mail as well because I know Mm. I could do a marketing list. If it was an actual, a genuine sort of, yeah, uh, message on LinkedIn, then I would probably read that. But if it says in mail, I'm like, "Mm, Mm. were you really going after me, or am I I just on the list? list. But I think it's important that your content is reflective of the research that you've done. So you want to kind of have content which will speak to the employees and kind of say you understand their pain points and how their specific business runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was account-based marketing. Say you were doing like a LinkedIn uh, campaign where you went after a very specific company. It was large enough to target it, it by itself. Would you then send the same message or ads to everybody who works at that company in the hopes that everybody would pick it up? Or would you go even more specific to just like the C-suite level, so like CEOs, creative directors, all that sort of stuff? Because they're more likely to be the ones making the decisions. Yeah, you need the decision makers. Because if you're hitting all the execs at the lower level, I can't really go up to Demo and go, well, yeah, I've just I think had this you know, email that says somebody wants to do business, let's do it. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. realistically not going to happen. But say if you're in a pitch with people who are interdisciplinary or across different departments you want to understand their different pain points so you need I don't know if there's sub content within that which can reflect because they'll have different issues won't they they will Um, so I guess you do have to I think ABM's a lot more this is why it's so you know time heavy and resource heavy because you mm -hmm. actually have to go in and actually learn the pain like you said pain points from each department and you have to appeal to them on that more personal level rather than just going we want to sell to you yeah so after that number four choose your channels and I feel like you're just going to quite hit it out of it like which channel is the best one yeah it's like you're impressed with me yeah like Cockney (laughs) 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 which channel is the best one Um, that was terrible um, yeah which one is the best one well, I like think we do videos it's no right answer because it's about knowing where that person I'm exists. raising my fingers here. Not in a bad way. <laughs> What's it? Um, You're swearing at me. No. Quotation <laughs> marks. <laughs> it's about quotation. Mm-hmm. Um, finding out where they live. Live on online. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I quite like the um, the videos. You know, Matt does them. Yeah. I like those because they're quite personal. Because he, he, does, he does mention very specific things to the people we do ABM to. So... Yeah. Um, I think video is a great one. Stick it in a, an email or just host mm-hmm. it on a, like a landing page that we can build for them. Yeah. More um, specifically, I don't know how relevant it always is. It might need to be taken with a pinch of salt, but I found this, is it Pew Research Centre demographics of social media and it can tell you like who, who works in what kind of field and what kind of social media they're likely to Ooh. kind of... <laughs> Connor's intrigued. I, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I like these uh, these tools. I like just like kind of trends of where people might gravitate. gravitate? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I think we have. Wait, have we used that before? I think we have. I don't it know. rings a bell. But then you get tools like you get extensions on Chrome where you click a button and it'll just scrape the page. 
and it'll just reveal all that information that you didn't think was linked to that page. Like we've, I've got personal emails from, from those mm -hmm. tools. Like, yeah, I've used Scrape. Yeah, Scrape's a good one. That, that sort of ties in with LinkedIn. You know, also, if you want to go more premium, you can pay for you know uh, premium yeah. LinkedIn. That also helps. Sales nav. Sales nav, yeah. yeah. They're really good tools, and these things can really help. So there's loads of tools out there to help. Mm -hmm. But back to the platforms. Mm -hmm. If um, you got approached, say you're a business woman. I am a business woman. I mean, like CEO level. I'm not that. <laughs> so you're like a decision maker. If somebody approached you on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, which one are you more likely to sort of? LinkedIn. LinkedIn? Businesswoman wise, yeah. LinkedIn, yeah. definitely. But which one? Like, I think if someone approaches you, right, you for it, like. It majorly depends on your age because I think there are lots of people now in the older generations who. Have a, maybe a close to retirement and they haven't felt the need to bother registering on LinkedIn because what's the point? Yeah, true, true. So say you're one of those people then, how how do, how's, how do you feel would be best to reach out to you? Pigeon. Pigeon. <laughs> I'm joking. Smoke signal. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I just know from a lot of research we did, it was often hard to kind of locate Connect. lots of people on social media. Yeah. So that can be... Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, you're going to find these things out through your research because yeah. there's been times in the past when I've been researching somebody and they'll have a Facebook page, but it's like very underpopulated with posts, but then mm -hmm. their Twitter will be, you know, being used every day. Yeah, so it doesn't quite naturally obvious. mean that just because they're on one, they're on all. Yeah. Or if they're not active on all. But these things will become apparent through your research. So obviously, yeah. research is a major key in this whole thing. Do you think you'd also include like the device that they're using as well? So what like mobile, mobile desktop, because mm. well, then you'd have to. That would reflect how your content should be displayed. Exactly. Yeah. So there's those things that need to go into it as well, because if you just post a normal post, it may not actually yeah. I think resonate nice off is, the mobile. A, a nice touch is nowadays you can make a lot of uh, landing pages really quickly. You mm -hmm. can personalize them, so you can almost do like a specific landing page for the people coming from that sort of uh, website, so mm -hmm. the, the target's website. So I, th I think if somebody made me a very specific landing page with Connor Cook from BDB, we want you, and they had a video addressing me personally, and they had like a little bit of a, a script down below for me to read through, and then a call to action at the bottom, I think that'd be great. I'd probably click through. But I don't know if they'd have tailored videos with your name in the video. Well, this is a, this is a world where I'm a CEO, <laughs> not ah. who I am now. Oh, Connor. <laughs> I am but a prawn. <laughs> <laughs> A pr don't you mean a pawn? Oh yeah. Not a prawn. <laughs> chess. No, I was. I, was, I, I, I thought you meant like a pawn, like a player in the game. Prawn's quite a small piece of the ocean oh, too. I thought you meant like a pawn in a chess well, game. Well, that analogy could work. I was going for the the sea analogy, but the chess one. Isn't that be. small fish? Yeah, I think we'll stick to <laughs> pawn. I'm just a pawn. Not a prawn. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> so after you've chosen your channels, we've got number five, running your campaign. So that's, you need to coordinate your messaging across all of your channels. It's kind of a balance between, you don't want to be too re repetitive and mm -hmm. feeding the same thing to each person, but you also don't want to give them conflicting messages either. Yeah. You do want to do that. I just agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, do you choose one person to send all the messages? Like, what was the tone of voice you're using there as well? Depends on the research that you've... 
Everything comes back to the research. It is. I mean, if you look, if you have that that list you've got there as a timeline, mm. I think research will be the largest chunk in the middle. And I also think research will be something that you'll have to continuously go back to. It's something that yeah. probably isn't ever done. <laughs> okay, what's the next one? Measure, Measure results. results. Oh, yeah, we love it. <laughs> we well, love it. Is are you doing this? After it's a done deal, or when you well, I guess it's about both because you want to constantly, you want to optimize while you're doing it. You want to improve. See yeah, what's but the thing, the thing about optimizing, they, that saying optimizing, I think of that as a, like a long term thing. Mm -hmm. So in account, like if we're running a digital campaign on LinkedIn, you were able to tweak things midway, but like with ABM, well, you can tweak your content. Yeah, I guess so. You can see if it's being picked up or not, but um. With it being so specific, I, I would have thought if you just but yeah, if you launched it, it should be there I, already. Yeah, I guess mainly in terms of learning and optimizing, it'd be more what have we taken for the next yeah. project that we do. Well, yeah, I guess you could say that next project. That makes more sense rather than the same project. For the next account, yeah. what have we learned? Yeah, what works best with ABM in your industry or sector or whatever. Mm. Um, and I guess for measuring the results, you need to firstly ask the right questions to yeah. probe the right results so well with that comes what are your goals obviously you want to get sales but specifically what what service are you trying to provide or product yeah so are you trying to grow a list of known individuals within a target account or are you and it doesn't have to be new business either it could be reviving you know past clients mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and there's loads of tools there for evaluating your roi which i don't know if you can shed light on Oh, there'll be loads. I mean, if using social media platforms for advertising, you can get them anywhere. You'll see the click-through rate. Um, like we use Force24. Uh, they show us, like, if we send out an email campaign, we can see exactly how many how many people received it, opened it, clicked through on it. So we can see exactly where along sort of the journey they drop off. You can tell you're now on the digital team. I love it. I love these little numbers and I'm like looking for trends and sort of things to pick up on. Like that, that's really good though, because you can see where along the, the journey they've dropped off. So you can say, ah, oh, we've got a problem here. So let's go there. Let's mm -hmm. rework the, the copy on it or change the image or do that. And you can see exactly, you start doing A-B testing and see what works best. And then eventually you get this really optimized sort of very fine tuned letter that you send. Well, you're learning on the job, aren't you? Yeah. Because like we said all the accounts are going to be very specific. So it's mm -hmm. not, you can't get, you might get something that's really applicable to all, but people are going to like different things across all your different projects. Mm. Nice. Nice. Cool. I like it. We done? Yeah. We've said what we want. We've said what we want. And now the time has come. So this is my last, my last podcast episode. I have, after... A lot of thought decided as much as I love everyone here it's time for me to move on to something else so I'll be leaving BDB well we're gonna be very sad we've <laughs> been here from the beginning but I'll be listening to the podcast no oh, pressure no. I'll, I'll do little references only you're, you're gonna understand <laughs> I need you to keep up the I love LinkedIn I love LinkedIn <laughs> I'll send you messages if um I have comments yeah, little pointers. Little pointers. So really, she's not leaving the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Just behind the scenes. Well, you've been a fair few. You've been from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You've been you've yeah. helped build it from the ground up. So it's, it's sad to see you go. We're gonna Passing on the baton. Yeah, the baton. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. I guess it's goodbye for me. You'll probably see me next week. <laughs>
<laughs> not Ollie though. Ollie's gone forever. No. All right, stop making it so sinister. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, not sinister. Just morbid. Morbid. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> That's Ollie. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>